It's Fan Mail Friday, and we're going to play a game called Would You Rather? Would you rather keep Otani and Artie or lose them both? We're going to share our thoughts. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Thank you so much for being here for this Fan Mail Friday edition of Locked On Angels where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Hey, we're happy to be talking Angels baseball with you every single Monday through Friday. The only place, Michael, where you can talk Angels with us every single weekday. And uh, we'll be in your ears, we'll be on your screens, wherever you can get us. We'll be there for you, uh, like friends, right? Uh, (laughs) We're doing a Fan Mail Friday episode, but... Just to make sure everybody is aware, Locked On Everydayers, we are playing two games against the Dodgers this weekend. One tonight, one tomorrow. There's a random Sunday off, which is fine with me because the Halos could use every day off that they could possibly get, Mike. Yeah. But uh, now, that because it is Fan Mail Friday, we got a few questions. we got a few voicemails. Thank you for sending in your questions to those of you who did. Mike, I'm going to give you this first question because it comes from a fellow Michael from Twitter, why don't you uh, start us out here? All right, so Michael asked this question. Would you rather, would you rather Otani sign a huge lifetime contract with the Angels, let's just say 12 years, 600 million, woo-wee, but Artie keeps the team and still doesn't go over the luxury tax or change anything <laughs> about how the team is run, or Otani leaves as a free agent, but the loss of his cash cow causes Artie to sell the Angels. Now, Michael brought some clarity. He said, I'm not interested in how plausible this situation is or not. I just want to know which one you would choose. Thanks, guys. So, Johnny, why don't you start us? Which one would you choose? Keeping Otani and Artie or possibly losing them both? Uh, if it means that Artie Marino is going to sell this team, then Otani, thank you for your years as an Angel. Thank you for everything that you've done for us. Thank you for giving us hope each and every year that you were fantastic, giving us something to root for giving us something to believe in, and somebody to be proud of as an angel. But Mike, if Otani had to leave in order to get Artie Marino to sell this stupid team, then I'm all for it, man, because I can't remember how good it felt last year when he said that he was selling, and we had all kinds of hope and optimism and things like that, even in retaining Shohei Otani because we thought new ownership would do the right thing and do everything they could to re-sign him and we had hopes that you know it could have been Joe Lacob of of the Warriors or Stan Kroenke of the Rams taking over this team but then he decided to come back and he decided that he had unfinished business and so far that business is uh is uh, <laughs> it's not been great Mike and so here we are wondering how these Angels are going to fare the rest of the season with Shohei Otani I don't believe they're going to trade him we'll talk about that in a second but here's the thing if Artie Marino were to free this franchise and free Shohei Otani at the same time, I'm taking it, man. What about you? <sighs> well, I, I think I'm with you. Uh, the, the questions that I have in my mind are this. Uh, obviously, if 
Shohei leaves, and then that means that Artie leaves. The questions I have is, what kind of owner are we going to get? And, mm-hmm. and and we don't have a guarantee that the owner is going to be like Steve Cohen. And if he is like Steve Cohen or she, uh, it doesn't mean that spending all the money is actually going to help our team. The New mm-hmm. York Mets is an example of that. I think the bigger question that I would have is if we get a new owner, does that mean that the front office can do what they are supposed to do a la mm. the Los Angeles Dodgers? Because mm. they don't interfere, John. And in yeah. fact, Magic Johnson stepped away from – like ownership with the Lakers and leading the Lakers. I think what he was a president, right? He stepped away from that to really focus on the Dodgers. And his quote was, I just want to have fun again. And, mm. and I think that that's really what this boils down to. I want an owner that allows us to have fun again as a team. And as fans, the, early 2000s to 2009 were so much fun and we were expected to be in the race for the AOS, not just the wild card. And so I want an owner that does that. Do I think that Artie can do that? I'm not confident that he can do that. I think what he's shown us in the last 10, 15 years is that he's not going to do that. So if we lose Otani and it means that we lose Artie as well, I think I'm in. I always just have a lot of questions about like what kind of owner does this mean that we will get? Now, if we do get a Joe Lacob, I'm in. If we do get somebody that is going to spend some money and somebody that's going to upgrade and really endear themselves to the community, then I'm in. If somebody's going to give us an identity, like maybe call us the Anaheim Angels or back to mm-hmm. California Angels, I would prefer that. I know Los Angeles has some dealings with you know advertisements and things like that, or at least in Artie's mind it does. Bottom line is that if this means that John Carpino is no longer the president, then I'm in 100%. <laughs> Yeah, well, and and here's the thing. Nobody's going to buy this team for 3 to 4 billion dollars and and continue to do what Artie Marino is going to do because anybody who buys a team understands that winning is what's going to yield the most money here. And with Artie Marino at the helm, you can't have a winning team if you don't invest in development, if you don't invest in your minor leagues, if you don't invest the way that other teams have in technology and data and analytics and things like that. I think Perry Manassian is trying to do that. I think that he's trying to push this team in that direction, but it's 10 years too late. This should have started 10 years ago, Mike, to have proper player development. So as long as Arnie Marino is at the helm, I don't believe that the Angels are going to get that done. And if they do, it's because Perry Manassian is slowly nudging toward that direction. And again, with another owner, it's 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 a complete revamp from top to bottom in terms of philosophy, in terms of, you know, again, player development. If another owner comes in here and sees it as a a marketing machine and and becomes another Artie Marino, because that's what this team is. It's a marketing machine. It makes everybody involved a ton of money because you've got the two best players in the world on the team. You've got Shohei Otani drawing numbers and getting people to the stadium. It's a marketing machine. They set out to do exactly what they wanted to do 10 years ago, and that's increase the value of this team. And to me, I I wonder why they didn't sell. I I think that maybe they weren't happy with the number at the end of the day. So again, I think a new owner brings a fresh perspective and a fresh coat of paint. I'm not saying you have to spend money like Steve Cohen. I don't think spending money all all in the world is the answer. I think it's a, a whole revamp of of the system hey uh yeah. anand from youtube uh he's from bangalore india mike we got a fan all the way oh, from india yeah. writing us he said i know mike and john don't like to think about trading otani but i think if the angels are 10 games behind the wild card spot and without trout for the next four to six weeks isn't that the most pragmatic choice can you really expect joe adele to come in and save the season let me answer the second part about joe adele yeah i don't think that he's coming in 
to save the season. What I do think is having Joe Adele come up, it displays an attitude that the Angels should have regarding the guys who are producing and being uh, positive contributors to their team. I think it displays an attitude of, you know what? We can't continue without Joe Adele on this team. And I feel the same way about like Trey Cabbage. Look at what he's doing in AAA. We can't continue with that. So I don't think it's necessarily coming down to like Joe Adele saving the season, but the attitude of, hey, we need the best guys who play the best in their positions and are the best at the plate. We need them on this team right now. But Mike, what do you think about uh, being 10 games under or behind a wild card spot and trading Otani? It's pragmatic. What do you think? I think the, the pragmatism is where a lot of fans are going because there's this assumption that if we trade Otani, we're going to get a bucket of prospects. We're going to get the world, right? Oh, and, and, and the reality is I can't, I can't work in hypotheticals. I can't work in ambiguity. It's similar to when somebody's mad at you, Johnny, and they say, we all think this. Well, I can't speak to we all, right? I can speak to you. And if all aren't going to speak to me, I can't address it and can't bring a solution to it. And there's this idea that we're going to get this haul of prospects and it's going to be fantastic for this team. And maybe so, but it's it's really the question. The, the question really is, will Otani resign or could we get a haul of prospects? And I think both are are deep questions that we really can't mm-hmm. answer clearly. And the assumption also is that Shohei doesn't want to be on this team and that people are saying, you know, set him free because the the world deserves him and all of those things. Listen, as soon as he goes 0 for 7 in a series like he did in uh, Texas or he did in San Diego, didn't really perform in San Diego, those fans are going to hate him. Those fans are going to be ruthless towards right. him. And Johnny, if he re-signs with the Angels, mark my words, MLB will forget about Shohei Otani as often as they possibly can. They are Mm. not going to address him, talk to him. And you see that with Mike Trout. Mike Trout wasn't very marketable, at least by the MLB standards, when he before he re-signed. And then he just kind of disappeared. Now, I know that a part of that is the Angels haven't been successful. They haven't been a team that has been competitive. And that is on this team. But mark my words, if Shohei re-signs, MLB is going to forget about him. And they're Oof. not going to really address, unless he does something that they just can't ignore any longer. That's a take right there. Woo! That's a, I'm, it's hot in here. <laughs> hot take. Mike, being, being 10 games out of the wild card and without Trout, to me, I mean, that would be the only time that I consider trading Shohei Otani because I think as long as you have him on this team, you always have a chance. And, and it really depends on what happens in this next month or so. I don't think Trout being out is the end of the world. I don't think right. that that's the case. I mean, we've, we've been there before, and we know that there's enough capability to – uh, at least limp to the trade deadline and yeah. and stay up stay around 500 because again I I look at the Phillies I look at the Braves I'll say it day after day I see what they did and I'm confident that once the pieces are back in place for the Angels with all the guys returning I just don't think that we're out of this yet uh, the Angels are playing tonight I, I missed baseball yesterday I don't know about you surprisingly Same. I was like kind of miss it i wish there was a game on yeah, thursday yeah. but but given given how bad it's been over the last few days maybe we, we all needed, needed the break, break. Yeah. and the angels needed the break right they're back at it uh playing the dodgers in los angeles tonight 7 10 pacific time uh it's gonna be griffin canning on the mound so that'll be a, a nice matchup there uh, so we're looking forward to seeing what he could do. Or is it Reed Detmers? I, did, oh, I get, did I mix it up? Keep talking. Either way, look. either way, it's <laughs> Griffin and Reed this weekend. Yes. Of course, you can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast on Sirius XM with the SXM app. 
Just search Angels. Griffin Canning. Canning. Griffin oh, Canning. boy. Yep. I love that guy. All right. Yep. Coming up on Locked On Angels, you asked, is it time for a rebuild? And would the Halos even consider that? We're going to get to more of your questions coming up right here on Locked On Angels. Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. With the Game Time app, buying tickets is fast and easy. You can forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up until the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And it's so convenient because if you're like, hey, I want to go to the game, you can just jump on the Game Time app and there's going to be tickets available for you. The Game Time guarantee also means that you're going to get the best price and event cancellation protection. So if you go, I want to go, and then you decide, eh, I don't know if I want to go, you can cancel and you get protection, which is awesome. On the Game Time app, you can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps and you're set. You can see images of your seat before you buy it so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And the tickets are sent directly to your phone and not in an email that you have to dig through. And if you find tickets in the same section and in the same row, Game Time is actually going to credit you 110% of the difference if it's less than what you spent. So that's awesome. Grab tickets without all of the stress with the Game Time app. Download it right now, create an account, and use our code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions do apply. Again, create an account and use our code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Lockdown Everydayers, join us on Monday. We're going to recap this Dodger series, get you ready for the draft, and, of course, the All-Star game. What's going to happen with Shohei Otani in that game? Probably won't pitch, but at least we'll get to see him hit probably in that game. Going to be a fun week next week because we got some time off from the games, so a little, a little more conversation about the future of our Halos, what that's going to look like. Hey, the Angels are playing the Dodgers tonight, 7-10 Pacific time. Catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. Just search Angels. Johnny, it's Fan Mail Friday, and we've got a great voicemail from Louie in Anaheim, which is actually not in L.A. It's in Orange County, just in case anybody <laughs> was questioning that. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Louie's voicemail right now. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Louie from Anaheim. Just wondering what the possibility of Phil Nevin being relieved from his job is? Um, do you think that they'll make that move or is this, this just a sinking ship and Perry and Artie are not interested in making any moves at all because this could possibly be both of their last years? Um, yeah, love the show. Keep it up, guys. Thanks. Louie, 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 Louie. <laughs> it's going <laughs> Louie, thanks for giving us your voicemail, my friend. Hey, uh, kind of addressing that last part of the question with Perry and Artie, maybe both of their last years. I don't see I don't see Perry Manassian being released if Artie Marino is still at the helm. But again, if this is Artie's last year, then hallelujah, Michael. That's what I think. But regarding <laughs> Phil Nevin, do you think – there's a possibility that they move on from him at some point during 2023. That was a song you thought of? Because the song I thought of when I heard his name was Louie, Louie, oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, it was terrible. Uh, I actually don't think that Phil will be relieved of his job, not because it's a sinking ship, but I think that they do want to continue to have some consistency in the managerial position. Unless mm -hmm. this thing completely, like the wheels completely fall off and they find themselves maybe 10 to 15 games under 500. But the, the fact is, is that this month they're going to go into the trade deadline. And if they're, if they're under, I think they're just going to, they're going to finish the year and 
Phil's only on a one-year deal, so it's not like they have a few years with him. And so I think they're going to let him run to the end of the year specifically because he is on that one-year deal. Yeah, I think if you're in September and it's just a disaster by that point, I could see them making a move there just to finish out the season and see how like a Benji Gill does because everybody wants to see Mm. Benji Gill have a role as a manager and see what that would be like. I don't know if he comes back next year, Mike. I don't know that he At this point, I would say no. Even if they got into the playoffs, I don't know that he makes it back. Um, I think that Perry Manassian likes him because he he does what he wants him to do on the field. I know that there was some tension with following the playbook and the spreadsheets, and Phil was like, no, I'm not doing that. And I think that's a good thing because it allowed Phil to use his his, uh, managerial skills a bit more. But like we said this week, over the last two weeks, I've I've lost a lot of confidence in yeah. Phil Nevin. Now, don't yeah. get me wrong. He always has his players' backs. He is always going out there arguing balls and strikes. That's true. That's something that the guys really like about him. But the moment-to-moment decisions, especially recently, have really been bothering me. And I, and I don't feel like he does everything he can to win a game. And, and that's what you're there for. That's what yeah. you're supposed to be doing. There was a, a, a trend, um, I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before um, on Twitter, where it was the Minnesota Twins manager. Is that Rocco Baldelli? Is that who's there? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So he actually, he said some pretty strong things about his team. And and there was a question like, well, how would Angel players and Angel fans respond if this was Phil Nevin? The reality is, is we don't know if he's having those hard conversations in the the, the dugout or in the clubhouse because they don't let us in on any of that stuff. And, and quite quite honestly, I, I just don't know if that actually is beneficial for hmm. your team. I think Phil being a player's manager is a guy who's always going to support his guys. And throwing them under the bus in front of the media like that, we didn't play well, we weren't focused, we didn't adjust, th- those types of things. I think for fans, we're like, yes, this is what we want to hear. But the hard part is, is we don't know if that's actually happening behind the scenes. I don't know sure. if I really enjoy that. I don't know if I really like that. Although if it's being honest, like, hey, we have to do these things. And he uses we, like, I have to help the guys do this. I think sure. I would I would prefer that as a manager. I think with Phil, he's he's just he's just the guy that is is kind of a placeholder. And, and that's why I don't think he's going to come back. I agree with you in that. I think uh, Rocco and his twins went on a little bit of a run after that press conference, by the yeah. way. So I, I think it inspired something somewhere. And you're right. We don't publicly, they'll never do that. Right. Privately, maybe. We're maybe. just not sure yeah. because they don't let us into those conversations. Hey, Sonny Boy Gonzo on Instagram said, do the Angels need to stack the lineup in a way that allows for more stolen bases? What do you think, Mike? I, I guess the question would be who would be – how would you stack it? Who would be the guys that are stealing bags, right? Because Velasquez mm-hmm. is a guy that will steal, and Shohei Otani is somebody that jo- will steal. Joe Adele, Mickey Moniak, those yeah, guys. Yeah, but I think that those guys really haven't shown um, – or maybe they just haven't been given the permission or been given the sign to be able to steal. Renhifo? Um, <laughs> well, that's bags. the thing. I think that <laughs> I think that when it, – it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword here because – they did have a moment earlier this year where everybody was really frustrated because they did steal, they got thrown out. Then they stole again and got thrown out. They did a hit and run and they got thrown out. And then the fans were like, what are you doing? You're going to you know, know the situation. And, and so I think in, in those moments, they're right. You got to know the situation. But I do think that it would be beneficial for this team to be a bit quicker on the base base pass. And I think having moments where they can steal some bags has shown to really put pressure on the the pitcher, which is what I think this offense really needs. I I guess I just don't know how you would stack the lineup outside of what they've already done. I think the places in the lineup where they have had those base stealers are actually pretty appropriate, especially with like squid at the bottom, because if you can get on base, 
and that's the key, getting on base, then mm-hmm. he could be somebody that's a threat at the bottom of the lineup. What do you think? I just think that going back, we, we've had this discussion a lot of times, especially in the offseason when you structure how a lineup is supposed to look like. I love on-base guy, hit guy, power guy. On-base guy, hit guy, power guy. And if you structure the lineup in that way where you know you have Otani three and then you have somebody to drive him in like a Joe Adele and then Joe Adele's on base and then you have another guy who can hit and then behind him you have a power guy. I just I think that there's a better pattern to hmm. the lineup that the Angels could be practicing and I think stolen base guys factor into that as well. I think that that's an important aspect of the lineup. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Maddie Nonsense on Instagram said, hey, I Maddie. saw a post somewhere saying we should completely embrace a rebuild. I'm not so sure. And I'm not sure either, Maddie, simply because I think that this is a team that is always going to be in it. And I put quotations up when I say in it. Um, hmm. I think this is a team that has shown the ability to get pieces to be able to be somewhat competitive. I know the last 10 years have been awful, but I also think because of the market that they're in a complete, like tear it down and rebuild it. It, it may not be conducive to the market that they're in. I think that they want to have as much eyes as they possibly can, especially if they don't have a Shohei Otani next year. I think they want to have as much eyes on it and want to be able to win. And so I don't know if there's ever going to be like this complete tear down, like an Oakland A's rebuild. I know that Mm -hmm. they say that Baltimore rebuilt and the Reds rebuilt and, I think the Reds are just hot right now. I think Baltimore does have some really good players. Not that the Reds don't, but I just don't know if that actually is going to be the philosophy of Perry Manassian and of Artie Moreno moving forward. If they're not around, I could see that shifting, but I don't think that that's going to be the philosophy of this team anytime soon. Pointing at it right here, if you're on the YouTube side or if you're on the audio side, I'm wearing my trash pandas hat. Because, Mike, this is what the Angels version of a rebuild is looking like. They brought up Ohapi. They brought up Ben Joyce. They brought up Sam Bachman. They brought up Zach Neto, right? Like they're bringing up the guys who deserve to be on the roster now. And they're taking big risks and they're taking big, big swings and, and big punches with these guys. And it's paid off for the most part. They're trusting the young studs who are killing it in the minors to come up and perform. And I think that's what this is going to be. I think we're already watching the quote unquote rebuild hmm. for the angels. And that's, bringing up the players who need to be on this team. You're giving Moniak a chance. Joe Adele, they didn't really give him a chance until Mike Trout got hurt, which, fine. I mean, it's it's fine that he's on this team now, and let's move forward with that. So, again, I, I think that what we're seeing is the version of a rebuild that the Angels will commit to where it's a mix of, hey, bring up these studs that we have who can perform at the majors and mix them in with the veterans. I think any good team has its mix of veterans and youngsters. Look at Joey Votto with the Reds. He's yeah. having the time of his life, Mike. He did that interview where he was acting like a kid with his hat backwards the other day. Having the time of his life. And he recognizes, I love the young talent around me. I recognize what we have here is special. And I'm going to do my best to shepherd that moving forward with this Reds team. segment of Locked On Angels with uh, Fan Mail Friday. We have a couple of voicemails. First one is from Don in Fontana. Hey guys, this is Don from Fontana. As a father of a former high school player and coach, I uh, also coached for years, I, um, I'm a bit of a baseball superstitionist. Um, any thoughts on uh, changing the name back to Anaheim that maybe we're cursed because we got rid of the Anaheim name? 
Let me know what you think. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> I love when people say I love you guys. Yeah. Appreciate <laughs> love, that. Yeah. I love the love. Uh, Appreciate can that. We make, can we make that a bit from now on? Anybody who calls in, please tell us you love us. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, Don, love you too. And I agree with love you 100%. You too, like, I'm not superstitious. I'm not even a little stitious. I, I just, I think that this is a situation where we need to make sure that this team has an identity. And so let's go back to the angels of Anaheim or the Anaheim angels, or let's go back to the California angels. They need an identity. And I think that that's part of the, the issue of why they are called irrelevant or why people don't care about them. They're just one of a team in the greater LA area. I think they need to own where they're at. And I think mm -hmm. going back to Anaheim or the Orange County Angels, I think would be a, a, a brilliant move by whoever can make that decision. Yeah, I'm superstitious. And I think absolutely taking Anaheim out of the name in some form or fashion has caused this, this downfall for the Angels. So again, I, I'm with you, Don. I think that it totally makes sense because when you consider they haven't made the playoffs since 2014, was 2015 the last year they had of Anaheim in their yep. name, or was that yep. the first year of just LA? I think, Angels? That was the, I think that was the first year of LA Angels. So it's it's about it's been about ten years. Yeah. So all of that to say, look, we we talked about new ownership coming in, Mike. How great would it be if a new owner came in, the Angels got a rebrand, and then they said, "We're coming home," or "Welcome home." Yeah. It's a homecoming, a happy yep. Halo homecoming to Anaheim. Anaheim Angels are back, right? Like that, that to me, I'm just like, I got goosebumps talking about yeah. that right now. I mean, it, it would just make all the sense in the world, man. And so again, yeah, I'm with you on the superstitious stuff. Hey, Tracy from Henderson, Nevada, one of our favorite listeners out there. He said, hey guys, at the start of the season, you guys objected to calling Anthony Rendon a bust. But as you know, the numbers don't lie. He's played in 85 of the last 242 games. This is about a week ago yeah. uh, for a solid 35%. He may be a great guy, but his time wearing a Halo jersey is definitely a bust. That $30 million would have been nice to put toward Shohei. Tracy, you're right. At the beginning of this season, I didn't consider Rendon a bust at this point because I felt like as long as he's healthy and on the field, he's productive. And to start the season, those were the things that he was being. But at this point, he's proven that he can't stay on the field. I'm I'm, I'm getting close to, to, yeah. to bust territory. To me, the ultimate bust is like Vernon Wells and Josh Hamilton because yeah. the Angels had to send them away to the Yankees and to the Rangers and then pay for their salaries to be on somebody else's team. Now, I know they did that with Pujols too, but Pujols gave us nine years of not St. Louis Pujols, but at least a guy who played most of the time, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it, it, I've never thought that another contract would convince me that Pujols was, oh, pretty good you know what i'm saying <laughs> and and to me again i think rendon when he's healthy and he's performing is a crucial part of this lineup but this year has proven with what his third il stint not to mention the suspensions i just it, it it's it's infuriating to yeah me, mike yeah i hope he can flip the script and and turn it around after the all-star break um but i'm with you like i think a bust would be like a hamilton or a vernon wells but this this feels uh, pretty busted like he feels busted mm -hmm. like it just feels like this Quite is broken. literally busted and and <laughs> and i think that it's it's really it's it's a waste of a roster spot it is a race of, of of resource because you're kind of stuck with this guy on your team it's why yesterday we talked about would he retire i don't think he would but like that would be a gift to the angels because they would be able to maybe get rid of move some of that money off or mm -hmm. be able to open up that roster spot for somebody that actually is going to be on the field for them but at this point i think he's busted and i hope in the next three months after the all-star break he can prove that he is a rendon that was 
the Rendon in 2019 that helped the Nationals mm-hmm. actually climb back into the playoff race and win the World Series. I just, I don't know, man. I just don't know if yeah, he gets I'm with back you. to that. Well, and, I'm with you. <laughs> and, I mean, no, I'm with you too. Like, I hope that he can be productive, but it's just, it's like, like he said, like you said, and like we said the other day, it's comical at this yeah. point. It's just yeah. absolutely hilarious, hilarious. I was trying Good. to say hilarity and hilarious. <laughs> uh, it's just absolute hilarity that this keeps happening. And it's yeah. all these fluke injuries and things like that, that just keep him off the field. Man, if he just could stay healthy, I think that it would be a much different story. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Remember, the Angels play the Dodgers tonight at 710 Pacific Time, and you can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. All you got to do is search Angels. The way you said Dodgers made me miss Vin. The Dodgers. <laughs> Anytime the Angels and the Dodgers played, I would turn on the Dodgers broadcast oh, heck yeah. to heck listen yeah. to Vin, man. I love yep. that. Hey, get, thank you for uh, tuning in today. Give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Mike, what do we have coming up on Monday's show? Uh, we're going to recap the two games from the weekend, and then we're going to take a peek at the potential draft picks of the Angels. And Lindsey Crosby actually broke down two really good picks. John tweeted about it on our uh, social media handles on Twitter. Uh, at Super Halo Bros and Locked On Angels. So check that out. But we're going to talk about all of that on Monday on Locked On Angels. Can't wait to see you back here after a weekend. Hopefully we can get some wins this weekend. I'm confident in the pitching on the mound. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here on Monday. Monday.